You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God. Open your Bible at John chapter 14. We have been looking at a number of different subjects, uh, all relating to the same. We've been talking about the integrity of the Word, the action of the Word. During Come Celebrate, we spoke about the releasing the miracle action of the Word of God. And I believe that we're going to be looking at the same thing tonight, trusting God for His presence and His anointing, uh, just to expand on what I spoke on and come celebrate. So come celebrate. We spent time in that word. And that word has, as I've said before, over all the word that we received that week, it is God prompting us, inspiring us, giving us the word, so we can prepare ourselves for what He has prepared for the earth. God's desire is to see mankind saved. Am I in the Bay Christian Family Church? I I would fully understand if I went to some dead religious church and I got up to speak and everybody just went, "Mm, okay. But I really thought I must believe as you. I said it's God's desire that everyone gets saved. The Bible says God would have that none should perish. And if that is the case, as long as there's one more person to get saved, that's you and me in action to get that person saved. And the only way he's going to do it is through you and me as the church. We've got to get a hold of this. We have to see this. You know, sometimes I ask people, how many want to see more people saved? Let me see. How many would love to see the altars packed out? Well, who's going to bring them? The person next to you. You're wondering why they haven't brought more people. No, each one of us need to bring Isn't that right? If we don't bring anybody to get saved, and we all don't do that, then we're just a bunch of believers, you know, once again hearing another word. And that's important. We need to come to have our minds renewed, to have uh, our hearts filled with faith. But it's for a purpose, for a reason, is to get people saved. There's always one more person to get saved. And make it a priority. That's just something that you're going to live for the rest of your life, is that every week you're going to be looking for one more person to invite. Just make it a decision. If I come to church, I'm coming with somebody. I'm going to invite somebody in my world to Jesus. So John chapter 14, verse 6, we read this where he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus said he is the way, the truth, and the life. And then come down to verse 10. Do you not believe that I am the Father and the Father's in me? These words I speak to you. I do not speak of my own authority. It's the Father who dwells in me who does the works. So we started looking at what does doing works mean? And we realized that we, whenever Jesus spoke, he never spoke about miracles. Now the, John himself wrote, he said, even if we took every work that Jesus did and we try to record it, there would not be enough books in the world to contain all that Jesus did. And yet you're holding a book of books in your hand. And you can go and count the miracles written there. That's not what John's talking about. Those miracles that were written, uh, they were specific moments, they were Uh, teaching moments, they were revelation moments, but everything that Jesus did in those moments was just simply one account. But Jesus, the way I see it, when it talks about him doing so much that you cannot even contain it, he lived a life on continuous flowing. 
in miracles. That's why, you know, you've got to understand that whatever Jesus did, he did by the Holy Spirit. And he was all the way, there was nobody, the Bible says, he healed all who were sick and oppressed of the devil. In other words, wherever Jesus went, people were getting healed. Only time it didn't happen was because of their unbelief. So what did he do? He started teaching. And if he taught the word, what would happen? Those people would have been healed because they received the word. Faith was, was imparted to their hearts. And that faith would have got that same work into their lives. Now, Jesus said, made it very clear here that him speaking the word was linked to the Father doing the work. And I really want us to get a hold of that because Sometimes we're crying out and say, God, won't you do something? Yeah, or I wish I knew how to do it. I wish I had the faith like Pastor Allen had. And I've heard of those testimonies. I want to see them in my life. And sometimes we can get under a lot of pressure to try and do the work ourselves. We, you know, if I don't do this and I don't do that. No, there is a doing to do. Like a farmer believing for a harvest, he has to get out and physically plow the field. He has to physically put the right seed in. He has to physically water it. But once you've done the natural aspect of it, living your life the way you know the best way is always consistently saying, God, no matter what I do, even though I'm doing my natural part, you put your super on that natural. I'm trusting you for the supernatural. And as long as you're always living in that life of expectation, I'm not begging God to do anything. I'm getting on with my life, giving Him glory and honor. There will be times that you will reach the end of your natural ability and God will just take it straight through. I believe there are many, many times that you're not even aware of it and He saved you. He protected you. And for some reason, you decided to turn right here. Normally, you go left to go home, and for some reason, you went right, and you wanted, what am I thinking? And you went another way. There was an accident waiting to happen, and God redirected you. That's where I've, I've had to learn to, to teach myself that I know what it's like when you've got plans, you're supposed to be going somewhere, and then next moment, they cancel the flight or, you know, something like that. And you realize that even though that has happened, it's frustrating because you know you're supposed to be somewhere. And if we don't listen for the Holy Spirit, we can get so upset and make sure we work this thing and make sure we get that thing back and get on that flight. And before you know it, that flight was destined. There was, God saw something was going to go wrong with it. And so if we believe the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord, I do believe that God doesn't bring any calamity. He doesn't cause destruction. He's not hurting you. But if something happens and it seems like my plan didn't work out and I have and I'm living in a consistent place of trusting him and expecting the best, then when it looks like it didn't work out the way I thought it should, I'm going to go with the word that says he is for me and not against me. He knows the plans he has for me and he is backing me up and he's protecting me. And the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. And even though it may be uncomfortable, I have to change my plans. I believe God saw something coming down the line and he made sure I didn't get on that bus. He made sure I didn't get in that taxi. He made sure I didn't get to work on time. He made sure. Hallelujah. I believe that with all of my heart, family. If we're listening for God, He's going to be leading us all the time. We've got to learn to get it. That's not just a case of throwing a well. You know, this isn't that uh, Doris Day doctrine, you know. 
Okay, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. That's not what I'm talking about. As well, and it must all be the will of God. Hallelujah. No, it takes a life of living with Him. Always in His presence, praying in His presence, listening to His Word, listening for His voice. And if we live in that life of expectation, He will speak to us and He will guide us and He will direct us. Amen. That deal that didn't go through, had it gone through, you would have been unequally yoked with an enemy of, of the church. God doesn't need that hanging around your neck. Yeah, but it was a five million rand deal. That five million rand would have sunk you. And God protected you and kept you from it. And he'll get more than that five million another way. You trust him and listen for his voice and he'll redirect it to where you will be blessed. How do you believe that? With all of my heart. And so Jesus saying here, verse 12, most assuredly, he who believes in me, say, that's me. The works that I do, can I have some more fallback on the platform? I seem to be working quite hard up here, please. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Whatever you ask in my name. So it comes back to the Word of God. And I'll say this over and over and over till people may be tired of me saying it and I need to hear it again because I know how relentless the enemy is to try and discredit the Word of Faith. And the Word of Faith is not a church, it's not a movement, it's not a particular camp. It is the Word that Paul preached. He said, this is the Word that I preach, the Word of Faith. And that Word, any Word from God is faithful. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And so when people say, yeah, but it's your bunch just try and tell God what to do. No, then you have not sat long enough in a decent teacher's presence. You've listened to a few clips on YouTube that some people piece together. You can pull anything out of a message and make it sound weird. I promise you, you go back on my last 30 plus years of teaching, I bet you, you can pull a whole bunch of statements out there and make me sound like a total heretic. But it's all out of context. You've got to go back to what does the Word say? What does the Word say? So you watch this, you, yeah, but what about what they say about this preacher and that preacher? You've heard me say names of people that I respect from this pulpit and people go and Google that and find all the junk. Look at all this. This is what they say. No one says that. You've got to understand there's a lot of that. Majority of it is pulled out of context. You've got to go back to it is written. What does the word say? What does the word say? What does the word say? And if anybody tries to discredit that word of faith, which is having believed what God has said and speak it, Jesus himself said that if you would call this mountain to be removed and cast, don't doubt in your heart. You believe the things you say. You will have what you say. I lay before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life. How do you choose life? The spirit of faith is having believed I speak. I, you can, I can keep going yeah, for scripture after scripture after scripture. That's not my assignment tonight. What am I saying? Is people haven't heard that and they hear, oh, you're just trying to tell God what to do. No, he said, whatever you ask in my name. You, you can't ask it in the name of Jesus unless you got his word on it. Amen. Someone tells you they believe Pastor Allen's going to pay my rent this month. 
how, how, how's that possible? Did I say so? Hallelujah, Pastor Anne's going to pay my rent this month. Did I tell you I'm going to pay your rent? No, so you can't claim that. I said, you can't just claim that. Amen. Now, if I told you I would, I will. I, I don't care what happens. If I give you my word, I'll do it. I don't care if a thief empties my bank account. I will go and sweep a floor somewhere so I can get the money to come and pay your rent because I made, gave you my word. That's a human. And I've made the decision to uphold the promises I make. We're talking about a God of integrity who said that if he said something, he'll back it up with his own word. He will watch over it to make sure it comes to pass. And so what happens is you have a situation in your life, you find God's word on that issue and you make that word, you get that into your heart, believe God, and then you place it before God and say, Father, now I'm in agreement with you. Whatever you ask in my name. In other words, the only way you can ask in his name is you heard him promise it. And then he says, if you do that, if you hold my name up, you hold my, my word, he says, if you do that, I will do it. I'll back up my word. I will carry it out. Why? So that the Father may be glorified. If you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. And that's what we're talking about here. And we got to get to that place where we are absolutely confident. And we won't be confident in it unless we've already had the word on the issue. And that's why we, we see in Ephesians 5 verse 1, we are told to be imitators of God. Imitators of God. Well, how does God operate? If you want to imitate God, you've got to watch Him. Isn't that right? You've got to see how do you do things. Well, every time I see God moving, it's His speaking. I've never seen God physically get down and build a building. He speaks. Isn't that right? Now, there is a natural thing to do. We need to put natural things into operation. But God has built into the Word the seed, the ability for like to produce after like. So if you're wanting apples you, and you don't have anything, no orchard or anything, uh, then you need to plant apple seed. Built into that apple is God's spoken word that every seed will also always produce after its own kind. It's pre-programmed into the system. And so all those things, as you put your hand to something, it will prosper. But the imitation part of God is where He has spoken. You also speak. Praise God. Why? Hebrews 4 verse 12 tells us the Word of God is living. The Word of God is living. This morning we saw there, uh, if you keep reading down, it says the Word of God is living and sharper than any two-edged sword, than any, uh, any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. And joints and marrow is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hallelujah. Now he talks about in the next verse being him. The word of God is him. It's the presence of God. It's who God is. Say that God is the word. And his word is spirit. And his word is living. He is the word. Praise God. Amen. So... We want to renew our minds to the fact that the Word of God is not just a printed page. We start thinking of it as an it. Maybe a man wrote that. And then I can't believe it. No, God is God. He is the Word. 
And when he speaks a word, it is literally him releasing his presence, his anointing, his life in that word. So when he speaks the word, it is him going into action. Now that word that a man heard, he recorded in the book. You see that recording. And then you speak it out. What he's saying is the moment you speak it, it is the same life. Even though it went via a page to you, as it's released out of your spirit, you'll hear your vocal cords. Someone who's listening may be blindfolded and they will recognize it's you by the sound of your voice. But the words coming out is God speaking. If you speak the word of God, oh, I believe you hear this in the realm of the spirit not just with your natural ears, not just that you've learned new information. When you take the Word of God from a heart of belief and speak it in the realm of the Spirit, Let me explain it this way. If you closed your eyes now and I said something, would you recognize it's me? Why? You know my voice. But what is that? You must have a memory bank in your brain with that frequency. Why, why do I sound like this? Because my vocal organs vibrate at a certain frequency. Isn't that right? You know, for example, uh, usually a, a lady will have tighter vocal organ cords and therefore they sound higher pitched. They can hit higher notes than I would be able to. Isn't that right? Like you pull one string as pull another string and ding. What's the difference? The one's tighter, the other one's loose. Isn't that right? So it's sound that's going over this, that's causing a vibration at a frequency and which causes your eardrum to vibrate at a frequency and it goes into your brain. Your brain goes, oh, I recognize that frequency. That's the frequency of Alan Bagg's voice. So you recognize it. Your, your, your wife, your husband, your children, all of that. It's, it's, but think about all of that. What I've just described is all in the natural. It's all in the realm of the natural. Now, you know in the realm of the spirit, when this body dies, I step out. These vocal organs are in the body, not in me. Some of you already know where I'm going with this. So my vocal organs, this sound is in my body. When my body falls over, the vocal organs stay behind with the body. So what are you going to hear in the realm of the Spirit? The Spirit. The Spirit. Now that Spirit has a frequency in the realm of the Spirit. And there's only two frequencies. 
The one frequency is life and the other frequency is not life. We label it death. Death has a frequency. I said death has a frequency. You know when you're hearing it. Because what happens? It evokes fear. So you know the frequency of death. Every fear, every fear, every fear is rooted in death. That's what the Bible says. There's a frequency. Life has a frequency. So if I stepped out this body, you wouldn't hear this sound. When I spoke, it has a frequency. That frequency is life. I am the way, the truth, the life, the word has a frequency of life. So when the word speaks, we call him Jesus today, but when he speaks, he has a frequency and the enemy knows that sound. When that sound echoes, when that sound goes forth in the realm of the spirit, he hears life and he knows who's talking. That's why Jesus said, if you receive me, it's no longer you who lives, it's me who lives in you. Your spirit is now spirit of His spirit. His word is His word. That's why I said to Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you've heard me, you've heard the Father. It's the same frequency. When Jesus speaks, it could be the Father, it's the Spirit, it's one. It's one. It's one voice, one sound. And at that voice, the devil flees. Now when you're in Christ, Christ is in you and you open your as long as you are speaking the word the in the natural realm there's this 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 frequency is hitting your ear but the devil doesn't listen for this frequency he's in the realm of the spirit and that spirit just spoke life he doesn't hear Alan bag he is life he is the word he is God When you speak the Word of God, it is God speaking. That's what the devil hears. That's why he's trying to get you to trip up. Say something against the Word. Say something that contradicts what God told you. Say something stupid like, I'm sick. Because that's the life, that's the word of death. He wants to trip it up because if he can get you out the realm of the spirit, that life force is no longer in the word. But if you refuse to do that, and you'll only get out of my mouth the word of God. 
That's the word he'll try and buckle you on. Just bow here and I'll give it all to you. Just throw yourself a test. And, and Jesus said, it is written, it is written, it is written, it is written. What happened? He had to leave. He had to leave. When he hears God speaking, he flees. Hallelujah. You take that a step further and recognize you dressed in the armor of God. Not, 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 not a replica. Get the same tailor to make you a similar armor. No, it's, it's called the armor of God. The armor of God. The, this is the armor Jesus wears. You think of the knights in the natural. They put that visor down. You don't know who's behind there. You can take a knight that everyone recognizes certain plumage, certain colors, certain whatever, and certain dents and everything. You know, there's a, there's almost very unique. But every fight person he ever fights, he conquers. In fact, when he steps into ready for the fight, everybody runs away. We're not fighting that. And then one day he has somebody that he wants to build up and they, they're weak and they're not trained or anything. He says, put my armor on. Puts the arm on, puts the visor down, and he steps in the ring. Everybody runs. Why? I'm not fighting him. You don't know what's inside. You don't know who's inside. You see, that's why you don't want to try and take the devil on in your own ability. Don't try and make up stuff and use your intellect. Don't fight him on the level of the realm of the mind. You, you, you recognize you are dressed in the armor of God. You make sure that visor's down. You got the shield of faith. You got his sword of the spirit. You got the word of God in you. You are the one that is declaring the word of God. And you step into the ring and you say, it is written. He looks he doesn't know. Is that God? Is that Jesus? Is that I, I know He's not taking on because he, he may just be taking on Jesus. And as long as you're keeping the word in your mouth, that's exactly who He's taking on. Christ in you. The hope of glory. Hallelujah. That living word. Say this when I speak the word of God, it is God speaking. I don't let religion talk you out of that. It's the truth. Hallelujah. Watch this. Mark chapter 16. Verse 15. Jesus said to them, go where? Into all the world. Notice he didn't say come and, and sit in the blessing. Jesus said, be fishers of men, not keepers of the aquarium. We need to get out. This is equipping, and then we go. Amen. This is your tithe, your time in the presence of the Lord. You give your weekend for Him. Why? So that I can go out and use the rest of my time to win people to the Lord. Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes is baptized will be saved. Okay, someone misheard me there. I need to just clarify. When I say this is your tithe, it's not the whole tithe. I'm talking about your time perspective. Everything else has, it's, it's like a type of that. You get what I'm saying. It's a seed so that you can go out and take the word of God. Going to the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be 
Saved who does not believe will be? That's it. That's the only two requirements, saved or not. These signs will follow those who believe in my name. How many of you believe in the name? Say, this is me. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. Lay hands on the sick. They will recover. And after that, the Lord had spoken to them. He was received up into heaven and he sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out, listen to this now, and preached everywhere the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying science. Something interesting in verse 20. How many of you got a printed Bible? Okay. Now look at verse 20. They went out and preached everywhere the Lord working with. How many of you can see them as in italics? Let me see. Just confirm for those that haven't got it. I just need two or three. Let me just wave your hand. Is them in italics? All right, for someone who hasn't heard this before, the reason it's in italics is it's not in the original text. So they've translated out of the original text because it was written in, uh, you know, the Old Testament was Hebrew, New Testament, Greek, some Aramaic verses translated into English. And then the translators sometimes felt it didn't make total sense. It was like, uh, it was still some clarity had to be brought. So then they put extra words in, trying to keep the original idea. But just in case, they left that word in italics so that you know that word was not in the original. So the word them wasn't in the original. So that means if the translator put it in and not Mark, I'm going to go with Mark's words, I can put a little line through italics words. See what I'm saying? Without changing the Bible. So we're not changing the Bible yet. We're just ignoring what the translator said. The disciples, they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with and confirming the word. The Lord working with and confirming the word. Now that word with, you see the word with there? It's the number 4903 in Strong's Concordance. It's the word synergio. Synergio. S-Y-N-E-R-G-E-O. It means to be a partner in labor. A partner. Working with, partnering. We've got the word synergy. A working with. All right, now, let, now watch this. Go back to the verse. The disciples went out and what did they do? They preached. What did they preach? What did they preach? What did they sound like? Do I have to do this again next week? When they spoke the word, they sounded like? This is God speaking. They went out, they preached the word. What happened? 
God came into synergy. Working with? No, no, them's in italics. Working with and confirming the Word. Working with and confirming the Word. Yes, God worked with them, but why? Because they were speaking the Word. He wasn't working with them because it's them. He worked with the Word that they spoke. When they spoke the Word, it's Him speaking. And He said, hang on, if that's me speaking, i got to get involved and make sure this happens. I can't let me speak and not do. Oh, Oh, come on. I can't speak my word and me not do. You speak the word of God. You got God snapping in because that's God speaking and he will always be a part of his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Family of God, if you get this, you're unstoppable because too much of religion is wondering, I wonder if I can say that. I don't know if I can say that. What if God doesn't want to do it? What if God doesn't? He's already told you. Does he want anyone sick? No. Lay hands on them and they will recover. Does he want anyone hurting? No. Speak a word of delivery and see them delivered. Does God want anybody lacking? No. Give and support and help. You back him up. If you give, I will make sure you get it back because it's not you giving, it's me giving. And if it's me giving, I will make sure you don't lack. Hallelujah. You get this way inclined. That's where Jesus went around. Be healed, open eyed, walk on water. And you need fish, you need taxes, go catch a fish. You need bread, you need food, multiply. Because when he spoke, the Father was speaking. Hallelujah. Come on, you've got to get a hold of this today. Have you ready to walk in that? Stand your feet and give Jesus praise. If you could see that and believe that, come on, give him glory, give him glory, give him glory, give him glory. Hallelujah. Say this, when I speak the Word of God, it's God speaking. And He said, He will work with His Word. He will make sure that Word happens. He'll confirm what I said is Him by the signs of And the wonders. How do you want to see more signs, wonders, miracles? The only way is if you speak what he said. You say it, you're going to start seeing it happening all around you. All around you. prophets of old even knew that before you know what you know from the Word of God today. About tomorrow, about this time. What? That's bold. Uh Uh-huh. How can I be that bold? He said, I must speak. Sun stands still, moon stands still, 
<laughs> what if we all skid off the planet? No, I need the time. We've got a battle to win. Hallelujah. You seeing this? So by the time Jesus came, he was just calling it all over. Just seeing signs, wonders was just a way of life for him. It is now yours as well. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.